from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Ipswich leading the way with flood buybacks under the Resilient Homes Fund. New urban greening plan acknowledges climate change. $30 million bill for flood repairs. Ipswich planning scheme under the microscope and Ipswich State High School to receive keys to the city. Mayor Teresa Harding joins the show following the September 29 meeting of Ipswich City Council. It's Friday, September 30, 2022, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Thanks for talking with Ipswich today, Mayor Harding. My pleasure and, and thank you to the listeners. The September 29 Council meeting confirmed the minutes of not one but two previous meetings. In there was the updated media policy. Why does Council need such a rigid policy rather than an operational procedure to guide media relations? I guess technically councillors are held by to account for policies and not so much procedures. Under the Local Government Act, we have to adhere to policies, so it's a better thing for us to be really upfront with the, I guess, the guidelines that we need to operate under. Uh, did the latest version adopted by council make any substantial changes to the intent of the policy first introduced under administration? Look, I don't think it does because councillors uh, and council already um, are transparently publishing committee papers and, and responding to media requests. But look, there was feedback from the community and media that they did want those two extra paragraphs added back in. So they've been added back in. And do you expect any further changes to the policy? Well, I think some of the council said they'd like to. So, look, it's policies are always a living document. You, don't, you never put them on the shelf and never go back to them. Uh, we're always looking at different ways of communicating better with our residents. A very significant report this month was about voluntary buybacks. This mm. is under the Resilient Homes Fund, which is jointly funded by the state and feds. Now, it's starting with 32 properties in Goodna, the epicentre for Ipswich around Enid Street, Mill Street area. What happens next? Certainly. Um, there have been 32 offers presented by the Queensland Reconstruction Authority to homeowners in Goodna. That was the first round in Queensland. And Queensland Reconstruction Authority have done a, a terrific job. They've really worked with families one-on-one um, through this very difficult process. Um, they're now moving through the, to the second round of valuations. And we have had 11 homeowners in Goodna who have accepted offers from them. And the way that process will work now is that the state have given council uh, $20 million under the scheme at this stage to start to begin the purchases of the home. And so we'll be, we've been tasked by the state to do all the legals, purchase the home, uh, the demolition and so on. Council will, will rezone the buyback and turn mm. it into open parkland. But what happens if there's the odd homeowner that doesn't sell? Definitely what I can see is that there was a bit of a patchwork. So you'll see that not every homeowner has taken up this offer. Um, the scheme is open for two years. So if um, people wish to change their mind and register interest now or even in six months' time or next year, then they can. As a uh, property owner of a flooded property in the past, Mayor Harding, I think there might be different points of view between owner-occupiers and investors. The owner-occupiers, I think, would be uh, grabbing it with both arms, I would have thought. I certainly saw a trend there when you see mm. that there are things that are, uh, sorry, properties that are tenanted did seem to have a lower 
take up rate. And that is something we need to discuss with the Queensland Reconstruction Authority, whether we can approach those homeowners and property owners to see if they could take advantage of this scheme. Council has adopted a very detailed urban greening plan to protect vegetation and wildlife. Uh, makes for interesting reading. There's an acknowledgement of climate change in there. What does this mean uh, in everyday terms for the future of urban planning? Well, the urban greening plan focuses on council-managed land and the opportunities that we have. We've always got to do the right thing first. So, But we're also developing a new planning scheme and there's certainly more consideration in that planning scheme, looking at managing the, the impacts of climate change and environment as well. So, look, we all know that green spaces and parks and and and, and trees and so on are much greener than being on bitumen. So we need to get that, you know, that right balance between the development and the population growth and affordable housing, but as well as having nice green places to for us to, to live in, but also to, to keep cool. How will our streets old and new evolve into the future? There was a time when councils more broadly discouraged the planting of street trees, but in this plan, it's calling for more street trees. Yeah, look, at the moment, residents can ring up now and ask for a street tree and we'll come out and assess if it's a good place for us to do that. We're also looking at new and innovative ways of um, of self-watering um, trees or um, having trees fed from stormwater and things like that. So we are looking at different ways of how we can um, you know, tap into those those things where it is at a, at a lower cost for ratepayers. Can residents get involved and help with the greening of the city? Absolutely. All the street residents are entitled to six free plants each year from council's nurseries. We have lots of different trees to, to choose from. And if you are part of the Habitat Gardens program, you're entitled to 20 native plants in addition to your, your original six eligible plants as well. Uh, look, council also support a number of uh, local bush care groups as well. So that we work very closely with them in, in regenerating uh, our, our rivers and creeks and other parklands and bushlands. In the CEO report to Council, there's some $3 million in claims to the uh, Queensland Reconstruction Authority listed. What's been the total flood damage repair bill for February and May this year, and does Council expect full reimbursement from the QRA? Look, I don't have a definitive flood repair bill so far, but we, we do expect it to be around that $30 million mark. That's what we have budgeted for for this financial year. We've put in about $26 million worth of claims to the Queensland Reconstruction Authority. And, uh, you know, we're hoping that we could probably get about 80% of that. And um, so far, we've had $14 million come be approved for colleges crossing, as well as um, other money that's slowly coming in. So Queensland Reconstruction Authority have been really great to deal with, actually. There's been a lot of discussion recently about council's planning scheme. Do you think the current scheme is fit for purpose? No. Um, it's one of the oldest schemes in Queensland. It's over 16 years old. That's why we made a commitment that we would make sure that we would um, accelerate the planning scheme and make sure that it is done uh, in this term of council. So it was sent to the uh, state government earlier this year and will come back to us early next year. And during March, May next year, we'll be doing extensive public consultation on that new planning scheme. Ipswich's reputation for protecting built heritage has been mixed over the decades, but certainly improved in the last, say, 25 or so years. What went wrong that Carroll House at Goodner, which has been approved for a KFC, could not be preserved in its current location? Yeah, look, that was a, a real shame. Um, you would think that something that's been listed as a, as a place of interest um, and certainly listed on our heritage trail would have had some heritage protections. Unfortunately, there were no legal heritage protection. So the owner of that uh, that house could at any stage move it and they could demolish it. So um, council could very well have said no to it and the next day 
um, the owner could have moved it. Um, so it was very disappointing. I think I, I can say personally, Alan, I was actually quite shocked that there were no legal protections. So what we can certainly see is that while there were some plaques and some flyers, no one had actually done the the hard yakka and making sure that it actually had legal protection. So um, Councillor Doyle's notice of motion today, which was supported unanimously, is a really great thing. We can't protect our heritage by doing things at the last hour, at the 11th hour. Mm. We must do it in a strategic way, and I really applaud Councillor Marnie Doyle for her notice of motion. Well, there was universal support in the Chamber for the notice of motion, and as she described it, wanting to plug the gaps in the new planning scheme, how can Council achieve a new balance between preservation, adaptive reuse of heritage buildings and future development? There's many things that we can do. At the moment, such as Carroll House, there was no um, protection, legal protections for it. That's why it could be moved or demolished. And I think also the other thing that was sort of complicating things was that Every few years, the state do a regional plan for southeast Queensland. Our last one was signed off in 2017, and Council Tully was the acting mayor then. But part of that was actually to beef up um, Goodna. It was actually upgraded to a major regional centre. So it actually had special um, provisions in there to accelerate, to put more development in there. So we really had a, you know, a punch and an uppercut when it came to Carroll House. Well, that's that balance I was talking mm. about there, the balance between a transit-oriented development which encourages high density around train stations mm. and then keeping that keeping that heritage. Well, we'll look forward to seeing the new planning scheme when it's finally out there and adopted. A little bit of good news in the council meeting today, and that came from yourself with the Merrill Minute, keys to the city for Ipswich State High School in recognition of the school's historic achievement of not only winning the Alan Langer Trophy, but the Phil Hall Cup and the National Schoolboys Cup. What's being planned? It may have been a Merrill Minute, but it was fully supported by all of council. We are all so proud of our boys uh, and the team at Ipswich State High. Um, they won three historic cups, the Alan Linger Trophy, as the Phil Hall Cup and the National Schoolboys Cup. They have won, they are the best of the best in Australia in a field that is incredibly competitive. Um, we're very proud of them and also their, their team and the, the, the team at the school as well. So we'll be giving the keys to the city, to Ipswich State High for that achievement, but we're also going to be having, I think, quite a good civic celebration where the boys, their families and, and the, the team from the schools as well can come along and the community can come along and show their appreciation uh, for the boys. Have you got any timing on that one yet, Mayor Harding? I'm working through it because we want to maximise. Um, we would like all our civic leaders, so we, we've got a few dates logged up with the state and the federal MPs to make sure that they're there as well. That's a bit of good news to finish on this month. Thanks again for talking with Ipswich today. Thank you very much, Alan. Thank you to the listeners. A reminder to look for handy links in the show notes, including Ipswich City Council's meeting agendas and minutes, and to Council's YouTube channel, where you can watch meetings live and on demand. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music Podcasts, or play Ipswich Today from smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening.
Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.